Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That's the second time it's gone off. Never got home, they never got home, they never got home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports are important. It is a fairly intense week of live sport, this one. The Champions League, Champions Cup, Katie Taylor homecoming. Lots of other stuff keeping us busy, Murph, just the way you like it. Oh, well, of course, on. I wouldn't have it any other way. Tomorrow's Second Captain's podcast is all about Katie's homecoming fight against Chantelle Cameron. We're heading along to the weigh-in and we'll be recording from there. So that show will be out mm. tomorrow afternoon for World Service members. In the field, on. Out in the field, all right. We went big on Tuesday on Leinster versus La Rochelle in the Champions Cup final. And I have to say... Yes. I didn't come away from that conversation with Jerry and Shane feeling <laughs> overly totally confident. confident about Leinster's chances. Today was a Champions League pod, a bit more on that in a second, but we still found time for a follow-up to Monday's segment, which you may have heard, when Ken expressed his distaste for the movie Air about the origin yes, story of, of the Air Jordan shoe. Why is this what we're doing now, I think he said, making movies about big moments in American corporate history? Well, apparently so, because a few of our members, ki- many members, I should say, kindly got in touch with Ken to point him in the direction of another new movie about corporate America. This one telling the tale of how the flaming Hot Cheetos flavour came to be for some reason. What is it? It burns. Stop eating it. I like it. It burns good. I had been searching for an answer. And there it was. They had been there the entire time. I got an idea. It's a spicy chip. It's going to change everything. It will save our factory. And you're a janitor. Okay, no, 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 hang on. Yes, that's right, Ken. A janitor. No, I don't look it, but I got a PhD. Mm. I'm poor, hungry, and determined, sir. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Streaming June 9th on Hulu and Disney Plus. Looking forward to that one. Where do I sign up? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. It changed. Genuinely an apocalyptic fiction. Did it change everything? I, I mean, it changed Cheetos. I presume. When is this happening, though? Do you know, do you know when they introduced the spicy chip? Oh, I it really feels haven't got the detailed research on this one. I've just looked at the. It feels as though they've been around, around for a, for a long time. Well, well, was it the, the 1980s? Yeah. People just by the uh, there was something about the the tiny scraps of dialogue I, I heard there that I just said. It's a bit of 80s. They've better. set this in the 1980s. I don't know what I'm going for here. Well, I saw the um, 
I saw the trailer because a lot of people sent me a link to the trailer. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, "Oh, you, 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 you uh, might like. You might be interested in viewing this." Like, I apparently the Cheetos were all kind of cool breeze flavor or something. I can't remember the like menthol flavor or whatever it was. And he's in a shopping center. There's some Karen there, like picking out this bland chips with a smug, self-satisfied air, yeah, you yeah. know. And then he kind of. You know, what's she so fucking happy about? Rips up the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just turns the, you know, chip game on its head, and I guess a lot of people make a lot of money. And he's a janitor again. No, I don't look it, but I got a PhD. Mm. I'm poor, hungry, and determined, sir. <laughs> just a look at her face. Uh, Only in America is such success possible. June 9th, so June 10th, we'll have your review of that one. What's it called? Let's not give it its name again. <laughs> we've, we've given it enough publicity. Flaming hot something. Flaming hot Cheetos. Is yeah. that literally what it's called? Yeah. yeah it's called Flamin' Hot. Oh, it's oh, okay. called Flamin' Hot, sorry. Jesus, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's literally just the name of the products. <laughs> you know, personal non-bio. <laughs> opening in 300 screens. <laughs> Murph, listening back to that, my observation yeah. is, even after all these years, you can still make me laugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One of those is Jamie Carragher. Yeah, I was trying apparently. to say, uh, you can't see the join there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we'll continue. Oh, that was really something. It was just a general, you gave the general, it was, it was an excellent Murph. I mean, comedians yeah. should be studying that. Come you on. gave a general Come kind on. of a gag about Stop naming the products and then you went specific. So you got me already hooked in and then you went specific with the personal non-bio. Wow. Which was inspired. I'd workshopped it. I did numerous <laughs> gigs upstairs in Unshaw uh, for a number of wall. weeks just yeah, to see yeah, what yeah. really worked. <laughs> yeah. But I got there in the end, on that's the important thing. Today was a football pod as Rory Smith and Jonathan Wilson came on to grapple with the idea of how we all felt watching Manchester City steamroll Real Madrid into Champions League oblivion last night. Well, you mentioned Barcelona 2011, Rory, uh, already. Also talking about them was uh, Martin Samuel in the Times. Um, and... He's written, I just want to put this to you because he asked an interesting question. Um, he says, well, that was special. A privilege to be here, a privilege to see this team, to share this night. We don't make enough fuss about them, really, and we should. We certainly <laughs> used to with Barcelona, probably because they were remote. There was something wonderful about jumping on a plane, going to that stadium, that city, seeing those players at first hand, those names, Lionel Messi, Andres Iniesta, Xavi, this is Manchester, so it's familiar. Like the players are familiar. You can rock up against Sheffield United in the Cup and see Haaland, Grealish started at Bournemouth, De Bruyne in the draw at Forest. Pep Guardiola's Barcelona seems so much more exotic than his Manchester City, yet they're one and the same. Um, he's got them to where the most truthful reactions to gasp, to shake one's head in disbelief at the sheer audacity of it all. So why do you think it is? Uh, I mean, for, I don't know if you agree with the, the basic thesis. We, we don't make enough of a fuss about Manchester City um, why do you why do you think that is? Is is it familiarity, as he suggests, that breeds indifference? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just I can't think of any other difference in circumstance between Barcelona and Manchester City that might be relevant for why they are covered in different ways. I just think, I think it has to be the fact that you know people know what the Mancunian way looks like. You know, we've all we've all we've all been to the print works. Um, it's you know the weather. Uh, it's it's on the train network. It's it's definitely that. It's not anything else. Not a shad without question. What about you, Jonathan? Yeah, it's... Rory, Rory's pretty clear. Um... <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the the yeah, clearly the, the the funding makes a huge difference. But there's also the fact that what Barcelona did between 2008 and 2011, or maybe maybe even extended to 2012, was something totally new. 
We'd never seen football like that. You know, we were coming out of a period of, of, of quite attritional football, if you think of Mourinho's success and, and Greece, even Benitez. And suddenly, his team, a team having 70, 75% of the ball as standard. And yeah, I remember Michael Carrick saying after the, the 2009 final, uh, when I, th- I think the possession stats are only something, I think it's something like 60 40 or 62 38, say. It, it wasn't sort of a, a really dramatic sort of imbalance. But Michael Carrick saying, you know, we, we lost our heads and we lost our shape because we were humiliated because we didn't have the ball. It was, a, you know, the, the idea that a team could have 70% of the ball and you'd be quite happy to let them have that because they didn't have it in dangerous areas. That was, we hadn't worked that out yet. It was it was revolutionary and radical. And so it was it was exciting and, and you, you knew you were watching the game change. Whereas City just seem a, an evolution of that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure, well, I say I'm sure, maybe I'm not sure. I'm sure you people can make an argument that this city is better than that Barcelona, that it is a, an evolution of that. But it, it is in the same the same sphere of football, whereas that was a sphere of football that I, I'd never seen before. I don't know if you'd seen before. Maybe that's what it was like when you saw the Ajax of the early 70s for the first time. But it was like nothing else in my football watching experience. So that, that newness gave them, yeah, this, you know, gave us a sense of awe. But... It was also that wasn't the state project. The other thing that I think is quite important is that so it's Martin Samuel's point is clearly that City are on the same level as that Barcelona, and that is probably right. You can it's difficult to compare directly, but yeah, probably just about as Jonathan says, maybe even better. They're not exactly the same team. Then you know it's not it's not a mirror image, but they are probably on the same level. That's a valid point. I get that completely. I think that that it is probably right to say that the glamour of Barcelona helped a little bit in generating that kind of aura around the club in the English speaking world. Um, That's, that's a valid point. No English team would have that. That's just kind of the nature of modern nation states. Um, You know, they are, they are familiar. We do see Man City a lot more than than we saw that Barcelona team, even, even though obviously all their games would have been on TV pretty much. Um, That probably does feed into, into a little bit of it. But the other thing that's really important, even if you take the state the state element out of it, even if, even if you take the financing out of it, because although City do have a productive academy, and obviously Phil Foden is the jewel in the crown of that, there was that this sense that that Barcelona team that you know had Piquet and Puyol and Iniesta and Xavi and Messi, and it was the backbone. Uh, Pedro Busquets. Pedro Busquets, Victor Valdez in goal. The backbone came from from La Masia, and that is that is kind of what fans want to see their football team being. They want to see it related to the to the kind of the grassroots of the club effectively. The other thing is that that Barcelona team was a story. There was a story in the sense that you could say this thing that we see in the European Cup final producing one of the most breathtaking displays of football we have ever seen can be traced back to the principles of Cruyff, which can be traced back to the 1970s when he arrived at Barcelona. It feeds into total football. It feeds into the, this club's self-definition, the, the, this philosophy that is struck through from these tiny little kids in oversized shirts all the way to the pitch at Camp Nou. It is something that feels like it has come from somewhere. We understand its its origins and its, its, its genesis. You cannot do that for Manchester City. It is just not possible. The Manchester City that exists today has no real bearing on the Manchester City that existed in 2007. Just doesn't, other than the colour of the shirts. There is no natural, it's not the continuation of a story that has been... What about, all the, what about all the Manchester City supporters, Rory? Are you leaving them out of the picture? 
Well, yeah, they're the fans, and for, but for them, I think even for them, I think there is no there's no attempt from the Man City fans to say that what happened in two thousand and eight and that that changed the course of the club irrevocably and completely was in some way brought about by everything that had happened beforehand. Manchester City were just a, they were a Premier League club. They've been one of the, one of the more successful ones in English history that happened to have inherited a stadium from the council that had been built for the Commonwealth Games, which made it an attractive investment proposition. And Abu Dhabi alighted on them. And it, it might have been that Abu Dhabi could have alighted on Sunderland or whoever else. Do you know what I mean? It, it didn't have to be Manchester City. The the style of play that City have been building towards very, very smartly, very adroitly for the last 15 years is not kind of in the history of Man City. Man City, I don't think, have a particularly... They had some great teams in the past, but they didn't... don't think anyone would claim they had like a distinctive style, even in... in a sport in which everybody claims to be the school of science or the academy of football or whatever. Mm. Man City weren't famous for their beautiful football, particularly. They weren't famous for being ugly, but you know they didn't have a reputation for it. There is no story. There is no narrative thread to follow. Makes it much harder to have that kind of stirring emotional response that you had to Barcelona. Barcelona felt like the culmination of something that had been growing organically or as organically as it can in football for 50 or 60 years. Manchester City, Manchester City feels like a, from the outside, and I'm not saying the fans should think anything other than this is wonderful. Manchester City, Manchester City are admirable in terms of the way they play. They are impressive in the way they operate, but that there isn't. They are not the culmination to a story. It is just a thing that happened, and it, that makes it feel inherently slightly colder. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com city dog are your bags in your desk, boom. Your bags in your desk, boom. I mean it, I'm fucking raging, speaking from my heart. Who would I want in? I've got big Terry Butcher in. Mr Tate, how you doing? Not too good after tonight. You got the job on the technicality of a legend who recommended you. Take no beat, I take no beat, I take no, I take no, I take no beat. Just so it's off, don't try to get so deep. You know me, but I can't yell me, I can't yell me. You have lost the fans tonight. You don't deserve the fans. Listen to fans. Just need to fucking work, on it? You are nothing. You are a fool. And you are a waste of time. Good night. Oh, the Guinness Book of Records stuff. Get a grip! He's your biggest fool in Manchester. One more clip to share with you guys today. It's Ken reacting to the appearance on Monday Night Football of PGMOL Chief Howard Webb. 
you know, these these guys get a lot of screen time. The refs. You know what I mean? These refs. Like, these guys are, are becoming household names. You know what I mean? Like Craig Pawson. You know what I mean? We, we all know who Craig Pawson is. He was he was the ref last night, wasn't he? The, the Liverpool Leicester. You know, have you seen the size of this guy? Yeah, he's, he spends he's, all this time lifting weights. Yeah, he is. He's when in he, tremendous physical condition. Hatsudakis, the other the other guy who was the, your you man know, who gave yeah, so Robertson a little. Well, Hatsudakis is an absolute. He's an absolute unit. Yeah. A few units the rig on that lad is it's it's it's, it's incredible. You might see this the, when I saw the Springboks uh, against yeah, yeah. Japan that time. You know, big, big, big Bismarck man. Duplessis was it? Yeah, Bismarck Duplessis, like a, he could he could he just about be able to run the line in the Premier League these days. <laughs> we'll get embarrassed. <laughs> but, you know, the, uh, so what I'm saying is, I don't think... Do you I, even lift, bro? I, <laughs> I don't think you're going to have a shortage of referees. It's got to be people who are like, hang on, how, how much do you get paid and you're on TV, TV how many times a week? Mm. Uh, you know, there'll be people, you know, maybe it's a different profile of person who becomes a referee now. You know, it used to be the, the, the uh, Brian uh, Brian's gun. Mm. You know, the the Twitter account yeah, yeah. does that. Did did one about. did a video recently where it was just all of the. It was a, a bunch of like old match of the days, and you had Barry Davis or John Motson or whoever introducing the referee. And the referee today is blah, and you know, and he is a uh, butcher or a baker or a candlestick maker yeah. from you know. Uh, Works up. Yeah, he's a he's an assistant. He's a gym teacher. He's a, a deputy principal. Whatever. Um, Whereas now they're all, now it's like a professional cast of referees. I mean, Howard Webb's even married to a referee. You know what I mean? Like this guy just lives in a super refereeing bubble. You know, it's just, it's like, it's almost the kind of, it's not yet a hereditary cast of, you know, a special, mm. but, but it is, it's, it's, a, it's a, I, what I'm saying is, Do you think say, people don't want to be referees anymore because of all the abuse and all this kind of stuff. I don't think that's true at Premier League level. You know, you, you'd have any number of, of people. He's just not gone on the whole VAR concept. Yeah. No amount of Howard Webb screen time is going to fix that, I'm I mean, afraid. That, like, and that was the, the Trump card that they believed they held. <laughs> you know, we're just going to wait till the end of the season, then put Howard front and centre on a charm offensive uh, Ken wouldn't even accept that Howard Webb is a good communicator mm. he rounded on me on the show he said he's a policeman <laughs> yeah uh, communicating is a pretty important part of being a it is policeman and indeed PGMOL chief yep <laughs> chief you should, you should go with supremo there Owen come on supremo any yeah. chance he's you, any time you get a chance to use the word supremo you should just take it Irish boxing supremo Katie Taylor on the Very show tomorrow on. we have a snooker supremo Ronnie O'Sullivan podcast out there for you at the moment as well incredible value you've got to say for five euro a month plus VAT Go to secondcaptains.com. Have a think about signing up. You'll also get all the episodes without any ads. The Second Captains podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. There you go.